choice of background. You like that? <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Comic Source Podcast. I'm your host, Jace. We have a special creator interview for you. Uh, I've been wanting to do this one for a long time. I have Carla Pacheco, the writer of Spider-Woman, joining me. Carla, thanks for joining me. Yay, me. <laughs> yeah, and I, I've been, I've been, we've, I think, covered literally every single issue of Spider-Woman as it's come out. because You guys been, have. You guys have, and, yeah. and you've been so kind to us. I, I definitely, uh, Petra and I both definitely appreciate how supportive you guys have been for the book, uh, like from the beginning, like it's, uh, it's, it's been very, 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 very kind of you all. You know, <laughs> I, I, we pride ourselves on, on always giving honest opinions. And I got to say like the coverage and the praise that we've given the book is so well-deserved because, and I've talked about this just about probably every time we've covered it is what a fresh perspective and the most, for me, the most authentic voice that Jessica has ever had. Like I've, She's always been somebody for me, you know, back in the early days, she felt like a little more of a staid, reserved personality, which was so strange for a, a comic book superhero. And then Bendis took her in a different direction and, and that was okay, but she felt a little more, you know, just kind of your generic superhero, but you've really given her this relatable, Aww. she's got heart, but <laughs> she's so much, so many times just the mess. Right? Oh yeah. No, it's uh well, I mean, obviously, like my first introduction to Jessica Drew Spider Woman was also with the Bendis run, like on on Avengers and then Spider Woman Origins. And I think the thing that I always loved about her and I I found relatable was definitely it's like she's got some history she never really dealt with, mm-hmm. um, and I think that was the thing that when I was asked to kind of like, you know, start this all up is I wanted to explore that. Um, basically, I wanted to explore the trauma and uh, being a smart ass, but also blow up a lot of helicopters <laughs> and punch dinosaurs. Yeah. And well, that's the other thing that we always say is you, it's such a great balance between that kind of relatable emotional heart of the series with there's always tons of action you never you know if somebody's not necessarily into the well i don't really care if i can relate to her or not i just want to see cool shit blow up oh yeah pick up spider woman <laughs> i know it, well that's the thing Pere perez is and and with frankie darmada uh just bring it to life with the colors like Pere perez he's a trained martial arts instructor in his own right and he and I ended up with a very early action comic-y mind meld. <laughs> and it has been so much fun to just to just go ham on this stuff. Like I, I joke that the the emotions and the heart rippies are kind of like the stuff I do around all of the action. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I just like I like blowing stuff up. Pere likes uh, awesome punchies and kickies. And uh, so we both just go nuts with it. And we, we just, we have way too much fun and they let us get away with so much that I never thought they would have let us get away with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been uh, fantastic. So you, you mentioned pitching on the book and I know, so Marvel reached out to you. They said, hey, we're thinking about bringing Spider-Woman back. Now, were you already familiar with her? Had you already read the Bendis stuff? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, so with, when they approached me, I was like, ooh, wow, like, yes, like, that, that'd be cool. Um, but, you know, when, when you're bringing back a character that, you know, hadn't been, obviously, like, the Hopeless Run was great, but that took it in a complete, you know, that took Jess in a very new dimension mm-hmm. of, motherhood and relationships and stuff like that. Well, you know, also kicking ass, uh, Kelly Sue DeConnick used her a lot with, you know, bringing that really amazing Captain Marvel, the relationship between Jess and Captain Marvel, uh, I think brought her to the forefront as well. And so for me, like when they approached me, they were like, yeah, we want to just kind of go big and over the top. And I was like, well, came to the right place. Right. It's a uh, Pacheco's house of helicopter explosions. Um, and I, you know, there's so many different ways that they could have chosen to take the book. 
you know, with, with bringing it back. And apparently like my idiocy that I came up with was something they thought sounded interesting. I didn't think we were supposed to go past five issues. And, and so now here, here we are at a uh, 18 just coming out. And so I guess, I guess it turned out. Okay. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> definitely. And you had a little hiccup right after issue one. We'll talk about that in a second. Oh yeah. But, wow. uh, but one other thing, yeah. One other thing I wanted to, to ask before we get to that. Um, did you ever go back and read that first run? You know, because I'm sure you know the, the, the original story and for those listeners that don't. So the whole reason Marvel started Spider-Woman is because they were afraid that another company was going to say, oh, we'll put out Spider-Woman yeah, to capitalize take, take, on. Take that name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Take the name, take the trademark, take the copyright uh, and capitalize on the popular of um, of Spider-Man. And so yeah. but they never stand and, and the guys, they didn't really have like some great idea for a character. They're just like, let's just put out this generic um but I will say that, especially when Marv Wolfman came on the original series, oh, they yeah. came up with some pretty good ideas uh, and leaned into more of like the supernatural kind of feel. But again, I, I feel like that, if you go back and read that original run, that's kind of the reason she felt like she felt a little old and fuddy-duddy because just yeah, the, the, it's, I, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I like... I feel I, like I, I do like, like I'm even wearing like my classic, yeah. <laughs> my classic shirt. Um I, I feel like, like, obviously, there's so much love for the character. Like, there was always something that she had that was kind of special mm-hmm. and that is unique, honestly, in a lot of, uh, especially the female superheroes, but for all superheroes, she had kind of a unique vibe. I, I don't think it was explored as much as it could have been. Um, I've mentioned before, uh, you know, and probably to my detriment for anyone trying to steal my uh, identity, I was born the exact same day that the very first appearance of Spider-Woman appeared in comics. Wow, that's cool. So in Marvel Marvel Spotlight number 34. 32. 32. February 10th, 1977. That was the day I was born. And so, so yes, it was all destiny, all leading to this um, <laughs> or some other bullshit. Uh, and, but what was funny is our fifth issue was the legacy, only the 100th issue of Spider-Woman. And for a 44-year-old character, you know, at the time when, when we put out that fifth issue, that's not a lot. No, not at all. all. Um, Like only, only a hundred legacy solo issues really. Um, And people will always ask like, what was Marvel's math? And I was like, I don't know. Someone else does that. They just let me know because I was asking about some other thing and they're like, oh, it turns out five is going to be 100. I was like, oh, I should probably make that important, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) I was just doing my thing. <laughs> well, an- another part of what I love about this, and it, it's true of both your Spider-Woman title and also um, the Captain Marvel, you, you mentioned uh, Jessica's friendship with, with Carol. Uh, they're both being written by really talented female creators right now. Uh, you know, Kelly Thompson's doing Captain Marvel. Yeah. And the reason I bring it up, and, and it goes back to something you just said about how there was always something special about uh, about Jessica and about Spider-Woman. You know, even if the the story or the character wasn't that fleshed out when it first started her, co- her original costume, which I think is m- probably in my top three, if not my favorite Marvel costume. I mean, such a classic the, design. The, yeah. The, the Severin design. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. The, that's it. it. The fact yeah. that it was designed by Marie Severin, who never gets yeah. enough credit for her. No, contribution no, absolutely Because of not. the time that she worked. Um, so I was, I was not that, you know, the, the, uh, and you can see it here in the, in the, in this corner, everybody, uh, the, the cover of number one, I mean, that was a cool design too, but I was really happy in 11, which was sort of a new jumping on point that you guys got back to that, uh, that classic costume. So, so that, that was fantastic. It, uh, it was, it, it was very funny because when they announced, uh, they announced the new series, they announced that cover of number one with they had two versions they had the classic costume mm-hmm. is how they announced the series uh with her jumping out of the exploding helicopter uh quite the omen of things to come for right. the pacheco perez uh run 
And so half the people responding to, oh, there's a new Spider-Woman series coming. It's half the people who liked the most recent, like the more motorcycle jacket suit, were upset that because they had liked it. Mm-hmm. Other half were glad that it was going back to the classic suit. Meanwhile, I'm sitting there going, in another two months, you're going to find out about the black suit yeah, and everyone's going to be pissed <laughs> all at once. Uh, and they were. It was awesome, Chase. <laughs> but you know what? You, you guys, you, you had a good reason for it. You had a good story reason. And I always knew that the classic one would come back It's because it's just too classic. Not too. Well, I mean, I mean, for me, it's like, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll say right here, uh, the decision to go with the new suit was created before they even brought me in as the writer mm-hmm. or Pera as the artist. And so I had to come up for a reason for why the suit existed. Mm. And so that was, that was kind of fun of me coming up with, all right, what's the backstory on the suit? And it's like, you know what? I'm going deep with this. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to, I'm going to tie this into everything. Carla's just going to go nuts with it. And I was expe- especially excited just because it gave me an opportunity to bring back a big Ronnie from Gwynpool mm-hmm. because uh, I, I loved uh, Christopher Hastings run on Gwynpool and big, big Ronnie's house of battle spandex was always one of my favorite things. And uh, the very first story I ever wrote for Marvel was a little 10 page short in the Gwynpool holiday special. And so I, I, I deliberately put in big Ronnie and also the Punisher and Fin Fang Foom because I didn't know if they were ever going to let me write another story for Marvel again. So why not go nuts? Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and, and so being able to bring her back, bring her into spider woman's universe. I obviously had a lot of fun with that for both the explanation for the uh, black and red suit and for the explanation of how she goes back to the new suit, which now like Peta and I worked a lot. He had a bunch of ideas for cool additions to it. Mm-hmm. And so, so that's, what's cool is like, we went back to the classic suit, but it's our, it's our version of it. Right. Um, my, my main thing was I, I, uh, I felt in many hands, the uh, the bright yellow vagina arrow <laughs> has not necessarily done just the most justice. So I really love how Pede basically came up with his version of the classic suit. And then kind of like also the functionality that we've created. It's like her web wings now like turn into, uh, you know, uh, Kung Fu fan, fighting right. fans, you know, it's uh, so we, we've had fun making it our own. And I think that's it's been a nice balance, I think, of people who liked the classic suit, but we're also it's like, oh, no, there's surprises. We put in surprises. <laughs> well, I mean, it's just the same thing with the character themselves, right? You, they have to keep evolving. Otherwise, you know, you kind of like, why am I still reading this if, if, if it's the same old, same old thing? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, again, that, and that, that brings me to, you know, you mentioned Gwenpool and that, that reminds me of uh, the other aspect that you always bring there's always humor even if it's dark humor which kind of you know ties in with your your comedy writing background so you know we always appreciate that getting the laughs as well well it's a I I made a joke with Chip Zdarsky one time I was like people don't understand we only put in the jokes like people think of us as the funny people uh but we only put in the jokes because it makes uh the emotional nut punches hurt worse it's a you know it's like joke 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 Oh, it's like joke. It's like, yeah, I, I just, it's, it's confusion. I enjoy doing that. Like that's where, uh, you know, the Carla cackle has now become known among a lot of the readers of the book because they always know when I'm doing something evil that somewhere out in, you know, whether it's on a boat in Washington or in the wild desert of Arizona, Carla is just going. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. I gotcha again, which you did, which you totally got us in the latest issue. And we'll talk about that. And that's part of the reason everybody that I, I, I'm releasing this when I am, which is on the Wednesday after the latest uh, uh, issue came out where we got a big reveal for a new villain. So you've had a week to read it and we're going to spoil it. And we're going to talk about it in a second. <laughs> a couple other things to get to first. Uh, we mentioned kind of the the hiccup you had, and, and you and I were talking about the insanity of our current world with the pandemic before we started recording. Yeah. So 
yeah, you knew you guys were getting five issues. You know, obviously you, you probably hoped for more. It seemed like you had love for, for Jessica right from the start, but you got one issue and then. Well, it's, we not only, we got one issue, our first, you know, our first issue comes out in March, 2020. It's the best-selling comic uh, of the month. We kicked Batman's ass and then everything comes to a screeching yeah. halt. Um, we actually were incredibly lucky though, um, for everything that happened, uh, a lot of books got canceled. Um, so obviously distribution came to a halt, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, in April, a lot of books were canceled. Uh, a lot of books were delayed or reorganized, you know, things that had been planned got either, you know, kind of shook, you know, uh, juggled around. Uh, Peta and I, we never had pencils down. Oh, wow. So Spider-Woman, we were still working on it through the lockdown. Like, even as like, sometimes it's like, oh, well, there's, you know, furloughs, there's, you know, staffing changes, like a lot of crazy stuff was going on for the editors too. Cause you know, they're all of a sudden in lockdown mm-hmm. in New York. Like that was, it was a lot of really crazy, really scary stuff um, for everyone, not just for stupid comic book writers, but but we never went pencils down. We kept working on the book. And that, I mean, that was humbling, just the fact that they had enough faith in us to like let us keep working and to keep pushing us forward on the series, uh, even as a lot of stuff was getting moved around. So that was... that. Uh, yeah, we definitely, and I think I mentioned it in my letters page for issue number two is, you know, it's like I'd written like this goofy little letters page for issue two and like right after one came out and I had to rewrite the entire thing. Yeah, I it was like, so. yeah, we didn't know uh, issue two wasn't going to be coming out until June. Right. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was, it was, it was wild stuff, but um we got, you know, we got through it. Um, some of us with COVID, some with without. And, uh, you know, now it's, you know, we're, we're looking, we're going on like over two years now that I've been working on Spider-Woman. And that's, this was my first ongoing series. Right. That's insane to me. Like yeah, that's, that's, that, yeah. that's bonkers. It's, it's quite an accomplishment. And I, I imagine that, you know, with so much uncertainty early on in the pandemic, you know, we didn't, we didn't know we were talking about it before about how even early on the symptoms, you know, everything was changing from day to day. Yeah. The it's industry, well, I, I mean, work in the restaurant industry. Was it yeah. a good distraction to, to, that you got to keep working on this? Um, I, I don't know that it, that distraction would be the best <laughs> word for it. It was, uh, uh, we got through it. Fair so, enough. We, we all got through it. So that's at the end of the day, that's the most important bit, I guess. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was, I mean, it was scary stuff. It was scary stuff for everyone. And, you know, it's hard not to feel inconsequential uh, in the face of so many other friends, either losing jobs or businesses or, mm-hmm you know, or gigs. And so it, I guess humbling, you feel grateful that you got to keep going. And so you felt, Hey, I I just got to do the best job I can (laughs) and uh, hope that it makes up for all the, uh, I hope, hope, hope that it makes a a few things at least a little easier for some people to, Hey, at least I, I, we've got dinosaur punching coming. Will that, will that make it better? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I, and I'm a big believer that, you know, you can tell a lot about a society uh, with the the fictions that they tell the stories that they create, what's, what's important to them. And, you know, obviously you had no idea what was coming when you you know, formulated your, those first five initial five issues that you, you knew for sure that you were going to get. And you brought in so much of, you know, going back to the early roots of Jessica and things tying in with her family, you know, meet her brother, we meet her niece, her mom's still around. Um, and it also sort of ties in with what you were saying. You made us care about these characters uh, and then you nut punch us. 
you know, yeah, like you were saying. Yeah, that's what I so do. It, it that's what Car- that's what Carla does. Yeah, it, it it really worked out. So now as as you're looking back, you know, as we said, issue 18 that came out this last Wednesday, as you're looking back, do you realize how successful that was? Like have you heard feedback? I mean, with, with well, it's well, I mean, I, I, I think I think probably the funniest was uh because when I wrote issue one, um Pat and I hadn't met, you know, internet met yet. Mm-hmm. Uh I, I didn't know who I'd be writing the issue for. Um and you know, so I basically end up like flopping a script on his desk that's like, oh hey, so it's a big sweet 16 party on a yacht and also, everyone in the background is dressed as every hero from the Marvel Universe. Anyway, also, I'm going to pull a helicopter out of the sky. <laughs> All right, cool. Whoever gets that, have fun with that. Um, but obviously, he just ran with it. Yeah, he did. And, you know, it was such an amazing, like, what a way to, like, I'm not tooting my own horn here. It's a, what an amazing way to start a new series that was fun and it's like we didn't know if we'd keep going or not but it was funny because he was like if i'd known that michael marchand and rebecca were going to be like more important like through the rest of the series he goes i would have like spent a little more time on their design <laughs> <laughs> um but it but he didn't need to because it was perfect um and yeah it's like i i I loved that I got to create so many characters for those first five issues, like Octavia Vermis and, uh, you know, which I tied back into uh, Bendis's origins. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I basically, I, I've mentioned this before. I, I use Bendis's origins as like a springboard mm-hmm. and then I just went nuts with it. And, but I, I also, it's like, I, my feeling is always uh, I never want to eliminate anyone else's canon, mm-hmm. uh, like the writers and creators that have gone before me. I don't want to toss that out, um, but I'll, you know, I, I want to build on it and maybe I'll take it a direction <clears throat> Roger, uh, that some people aren't as pleased with, uh, or send the baby off to a farm for five issues. Uh, <laughs> but, but I want to, I always want to build on what other people have created and pay tribute to that. And then also see where I can take it to, right. um, cause all, all any one of us can do is give the characters our own voice and hopefully create other compelling characters that someone down the line hopefully will have a heyday playing with Octavia Vermis or Michael Marchand, um, you know, Eternum now, and, you know, or Rebecca Marchand. Like, I, I, I have a lot of care and love for Rebecca because uh, I, I based her physical uh, disabilities and her physical challenges on a lot of stuff that I grew up with as a kid. Mm. Um, Like I've got a degenerative joint disease. And so a lot of what she kind of went through emotionally is stuff that I went through emotionally. And so I, I thought it was cool to be able to bring that into the comic and tie it in and then uh, make some terrible jokes and then more gut punches. (laughs) So or as I call it, heart rippies. <laughs> um, so if there's, if there's a lot of you and Rebecca, is there a lot of you in, in just the mess? Oh, well? gosh. <laughs> it's, I mean, I have I, made no, uh, I, I, I haven't been shy about being very clear that, yes, I'm basically writing Jess as me. Um, yeah, just hot mess, uses uh, humor as a coping mechanism, uh, terrible puns, bad jokes. Um, but also, like, as Jess, I get a kick ass. And yeah. Peta brings so much of that. Of, I, I mean, I think that's what's cool, I think, about what we've done with Jess is, like, Peta is exploring, like, 
her training that she had with mm-hmm. Taskmaster and from Hydra. She is a martial arts, you know, uh, expert. And you don't get to, like, I don't think anyone before PETA has really, really explored it the way that PETA has done it. Yeah, and definitely. and that shows on the pages, like, the layouts that he does. It's like, he... Yeah, I always... I was going to say, it goes back to what I was saying before about the fact that like you guys, you've never once treated her like she wasn't top tier, you know, Marvel character. And, 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 but again, bringing the humor and the heart and balancing all that. And it it nearly is a a perfect comic in my mind. And that's why, you know, we, we sing its praises every month, but going back to like, you were just saying those, those punches, I mean, it was so amazing. Those first few issues. Oh, she has a family again, you know, her mom's around a brother, and then I, and I th- even said this, you know, when, uh, you know, the Eternum stuff happened, I'm like, man, I was so excited that scene on the airplane where she jumps on the wing and she looks in and sees that it's Michael. I'm like, man, here I was so excited for her to discover she had a family. Careful what they you just... wish for, Jess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, no, I found a family. Ah, crap. Crap, um, I have a family. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, right. Well, no, 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 this is just going to keep happening. Uh but I mean, I think it highlights, like, it highlights her found family, too. Um, like, that True. was what was fun of bringing, you know, like, like exploring the relationship with her and Captain Marvel. Like, mm-hmm. the Jess Carroll relationship, obviously, it's been extremely important to the fans. Um, I didn't realize how important when I started writing the series. Um, but I, I got informed real quick. Uh, but that's been fun, because I do love... Like, I love their relationship. I think that's just such a fun, heartfelt, like, real relationship. And so then getting to bring Lindsay McCabe back of, you know, Jessica Drew's very first friend before she ever met, um, before she ever met Carol. Um, And, you know, Lindsay McCabe was the first friend that really accepted Jess for who she was mm-hmm. um, before she even knew who she was. And that's, uh, that's been fun getting to bring her back and have fun with Lindsay and obviously had a lot of fun creating that family bond between Rebecca and Jess. Cause obviously Jess sees a lot of herself in Rebecca. Right. Um, and even though, yeah, Michael turned out to be an idiot <laughs> But I was always kind of writing. I, I described him before as like he's just a big dumb golden retriever. Yeah. Um. He's very like he's obviously smart. He's brilliant. He's a true book smart. Um. But he's also just incredibly dumb, and that's fun to write. <laughs> uh. But no, it's like I, I've had so much fun creating these characters. Um. And then making people get really mad at what I do to the characters. <laughs> that's like, oh, secret, poor, yeah. poor Ophelia Vermis. Yeah, that's a secret to a, a great comment. Make, make us care and then pull the rug out, out from under us. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we, we've been talking about this, this Carol-Jessica relationship. And I, and I mentioned what a, a fabulous job um, Kelly Thompson's doing on, on Captain Marvel. Oh, yeah, yeah. And we see Jess show up in the Captain Marvel book. We see Carol show up in the, in the Spider-Woman book. Do you and, you and Kelly touch base from time to time just to mention these uh these appearances across we the we, we mostly just complain <laughs> <laughs> like well, well we'll be in each other's dms occasionally but for the most part uh like timeline wise what like the spider woman timeline and the captain marvel timeline um at some point like i was really fretting about it and i think nick Lowe was just like don't worry about it. Doesn't matter. It's like I can run with that. Yeah. Um, so I kind of have a general timeline. I, I, I have a point in my head where I kind of know where my stuff is happening. Mm. Kelly knows where her stuff is happening. Uh, it might not match up exactly perfectly, but you know, it's comics. Just read right. the comics. It'll be fun. Yeah, exactly. Read, <laughs> read them both and enjoy them. Read them both. Yeah. Enjoy them. Don't yeah. worry about it. A yeah. wizard did it. 
Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> now we now we did mention, uh, and and I know you know you're you're friends with Chip Zdarsky and the whole story of him writing you a, a recommendation letter. And we're not going to talk about it here. You've talked about it a thousand times. Go look <laughs> it up, everybody. If just Google like Chip Zdarsky, Carla Pacheco recommendation letter, and you'll get the whole story. Who knows um, what you'll get with that Google? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. But issue 18 does tie into the Devil's Reign uh, event that has its roots in what Chip's we, doing. We, we we did. Act, so Chip and I were actually coordinating pretty hard on that. Um, at some points, much to our editor's chagrin. Um, mm. And uh, no, I, I love Chip. I love what he's doing with Daredevil. Um, for me, any of the tie-ins uh, with both King and Black and with Devil's Reign, uh, for me, the key of the key to me for a good tie-in is if you don't read any of the tie-ins, you should still be able to understand what's going on. Mm -hmm. And I've always wanted to make sure that if you're only reading Spider Woman, this just feels like a natural continuation of right. the story that we're telling. And I definitely, I take advantage of that as impetus and motivation for an inspiration for what I'm doing with the current Spider-Woman story. Um, my, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm looking very shiny right now because the sun <laughs> finally came out and I'm doing this on my patio because I'm a genius. Uh, but no, so I, I try to take inspiration from like what chip is doing with devil's reign because obviously uh you know jess and kingpin had a little history like mm -hmm. during hopeless's dr strange uh one and you know so there's been moments where they've interacted and so i was we we definitely had to do a fair amount of coordination for all of this figuring out okay whose stuff is coming here stuff is tying in there so this one we we did have more more coordination uh more scheming and uh and more editorial getting yelled at <laughs> when we're like uh yeah so chip and i were talking we're gonna do this so like no it's like okay so chip and i were talking and we're no stop it it's like Okay, so I'm just gonna do it anyway. Then I'm like, oh, okay. So yeah, well, well Chip, Chip didn't want to do that. It's like we don't care. It's like okay, well, I don't want to do this. We don't care, guy. And I was like, all right, no, we figured it out. Meanwhile, Chip and I are just like texting seriously back and forth. Um, but I am, I'm, I'm very proud with what we came up with because it felt, it feels like it, it adds to. What he's doing with Daredevil and Devil's Reign adds to my story and it gives a really cool angle to what's going on in Jess's world right now. And I just, I, I love, I always love being part of the Marvel universe. Like that's, that's what's fun. That's what I love about writing comics is I like being part of this big sandbox that we're all playing in together. Like it's, it's fun to share our toys. <laughs> yeah. And we get somebody who shows up from a, a past event. We'll talk about here in a second. <laughs> the thing that surprised me the most when I, when, when I saw last issue, you know, Lindsay, Lindsay McCabe gets kidnapped and, Oh, it's going to tie in devil's reign. I was like, you know, Daredevil is such a street level, you know, classic Marvel street level character. And what you and Pere have been doing is really kind of raising, like reminding us because in a lot, you know, especially with her private investigator roots and whatnot, bounty hunter roots, Jess has traditionally been, you know, a little bit more on that street level, but in yeah. your run, what you guys have really shown is her power level, you know, especially the King and black stuff out in space, what have you, her power level is really much higher than, than daredevil. You know, when you, when you, you know, if you're stacking them up. Again, oh yeah. It's uh, I mean, apples. well, and especially after she got all like Marshawn serum zooped up, mm -hmm. um, and I mean, yeah, it's a, uh, I've always thought, I, I mean, this is one of the things that I always thought was coolest about Spider-Woman is she actually is kind of the fine line between like Avenger superhero and the street level mm -hmm. superhero. Um, like a foot in both worlds almost. Yeah, she does. She, she always has. And I think that's, that's one of the things that does make her very unique is she's always like she can fit in with, you know, Luke and Danny uh, and 
uh, other Jessica. <laughs> um, but she also is an Avenger, you know, and S.H.I.E.L.D. And so she's always she's always managed kind of that balance of both. And I, I think that's that's always a fun thing to kind of explore and take advantage of. Um, but obviously with, you know, Devil's Reign, there's, you can you, you see like, you know, the, the tie-ins of all of this kind of coming to a head. Yeah. And uh, we know Jessica has been through trauma, you know, with, with what happened in her childhood, how she got her powers in the first place. And then obviously being, being replaced in Secret Empire, which here we go. King Pan, secret, very much yeah, invasion. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, secret invasion, right. Secret yeah, invasion, yeah. sorry. Uh, when all the scrolls everybody replaced, if you're not familiar, the scrolls had replaced people for some, some for years. Um, yeah. and we, you know, we didn't realize that they had infiltrated. That's the whole secret invasion, which is going to be a cartoon or a TV show or something being developed for, for uh, Disney plus. But anyway, here we go. Kingpin very much at the heart, kind of the driving force, the engine of uh, this devil's reign crossover somehow had Veronki who was the queen of the scrolls who replaced <laughs> Jessica again, that trauma that she's never dealt with. Yeah. She shows up and I got to tell you, Carly was, a uh, it was a holy shit moment <laughs> when I read that. And I, I think I even, I sent you a DM or I, I put it out on Twitter. So I was like, Oh my God, you did what? How much fun was that? That was, I heard yeah. you cackling when I was reading. That, that, that's, that's where the, uh, the Carla cackle gets very loud. Um, well, especially because when the very first issue of our Spider-Woman run came out, we kept making jokes. It was like, not a scroll, not a scroll. It's like, she's not feeling good, not a scroll. And obviously she isn't a scroll because, hey, Veronki's here. Um, but no, it's, uh, that, was, that was fun. Um, and it will continue to get fun uh, where Jess finally gets to... Uh, come face to face with you know the person who impersonated her and hurt her friends mm -hmm. while she was being impersonated like so yeah there's definitely some issues about to show up in the the next uh next issue for sure um but no it was it was fun because we were uh, that was actually one of the conversations early on with chip like we're talking about who would want to hurt Jess the most? Like, and how would they do it? And that was like, wow, we're no, it's like you hurt Lindsay, you hurt her best friend. And we definitely had conversations about like we didn't want to fridge Lindsay. Right. <laughs> um, and she's okay. Don't tell anyone, she's okay. <laughs> um, but you know, it's like, no, it's like, who would want to hurt Jess the most? And so we definitely get into that with a vengeance and a vengeful vengeance uh, very shortly. And no, it was, uh, it's fun, but also you all, you also get to see uh, my boyfriend, uh, Stunt Dick, who was the uh, stunt coordinator for issue 17. Uh, and you see, you you realize he was uh, actually Veronki, <laughs> the Scroll Queen, and I was like, he's like, oh honey, you put me in a comic and again. I was like, yeah, wait for next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and again, fantastic art from Pere in in this oh. issue, especially. I think you put it out on Twitter the uh, where she's hitting Wilson Fisk as fast as she can in the back. Wait, 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 gorgeous panel, love it. It's a no, I mean, uh, obviously, like the fight between Jess and Kingpin, like Kingpin's like he's a bruiser, like he's, you know, he, he, he's got his own, <laughs> you know, capabilities and Jess has hers, but it's also been a very long day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and so the fact that, you know, them going toe to toe. Like that was that was a lot of fun, and so Pede drew in every single one of those little whams uh, in that one panel where Jess is just you know punching the hell out of Wilson Fisk. And when I saw all those whams, I was just like, "Yes, I know what I got to do." Perry's <laughs> like, "Thank you." I was like, "Yeah, I got it." Um, and so yeah, so there's 
this brutal fight scene going on and Jess is very subtly quoting wham lyrics <laughs> like she's just quoting careless whisper and so yeah so hilarious I, I, <laughs> it especially resonated with me because I, my mom is just the worst with song titles and she never and I remember when that song hit it big way back in the day and she was asking me because I was always good with song titles she's like you know that song like I want to use it because she my mom teaches uh, fitness classes and still to this day she does and so she wanted to use that song as like a cool down period in one of her classes, but she, she needed the name. So she'd go out and buy the 45. Yes. I'm that old I'm 45 <laughs> records. And she's like, you know, that song where they talk about lonely feet. Because <laughs> yeah, it's that sign lonely feet. Have got yeah, rhythm. And so yeah. then from then on, from then on, careless sister was always referred to as lonely feet. <laughs> so yeah, I know the lyrics very well. So, uh, so I'm sure when you up. finally, when you caught that line, yep. <laughs> took me back. Lumines have yeah. no cartilage. Uh, so yep. Pete was happy with that one. Uh, Pete and I work Marvel style a lot. Mm. Um, basically, every time before I start an issue, he and I will have a conversation where I'm like, "What do you want to do?" And it's not like oh, what story do you want to tell per se? It's what fight scene did you, were you trying to get in? Because he always has these brilliant ideas for different fight. Like, or he'll, he'll text me just like, okay, I really want to do a Tai Chi scene. Uh, oh, I, I've got an idea for uh, like just doing uh, like, like Wing Chun butterfly knives. That's why Jess has the state knives in issue 13, or not, uh, not issue 13, uh, issue 12. Uh, the reason Jess ran into the restaurant to get uh, steak knives was because I knew Pede wanted to do a fight scene against Los Espadas with her having knives. Right. So I, and he was like, had this idea to do like a fight scene with these type of knives. And we talked about what the knives look like and I was like okay uh all right I can have her do this 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 and this so I can get the knives into her hands so that you can then take them and then they can do this um and we're like sending peach each other pictures of steak knives back and forth I was like <laughs> okay this one's got a tang that should be enough to catch the blade if it's <laughs> um because you know I, I date a stuntman and we have a sword room and I like weaponry and kung fu and violence as well so that's where we're always working out like i figure out what what type of things he wants to draw i figure out a way to make it make sense in the plot he draws it up i go back through and put in the jokes um i remember uh gosh what was it the the scene where Jess is when when Aeternum is revealed when mm-hmm. Jess is breaking into uh, Marshawn Tower again and she's releasing the pheromones like and I, I've got that all read, written in that's like oh she releases her pheromones that's a callback to issue two um, when she's like trying to take out the guards and that you know it doesn't work for the these guards because they're straight ladies and Jess's pheromones don't work on straight ladies. And he was like, so I was like, okay, so they kind of make a face like this doesn't work on him. He's like, I can't wait to see what sort of fart joke you put in. And I was like, oh, now I got to come up with oh, a fart, fart joke. Uh, so I did. And he was pleased. I, I was just like, Sam, did you eat cheese again? You know, you're lactose intolerant. And he's like, yay. And it was the same thing with that wham. Uh, he, he writes in all those whams. I was like, so wham joke? He's like, yes, please. It's like, wham got, gotcha. <laughs> well, it, it, it goes to uh, a question I have for you about, uh, you know, why comics? Because really, this is, there's nothing as, as collaborative as, as comics. And unfortunately, we're still having the conversation where, you know, it's, uh, it's artists for, oh, oh, it, oh, is it artist versus writer yeah. week again? <laughs> yes. Every like once a month, every two months, whatever it is, because some article will come out and say, oh, Watchmen by Alan Moore. Yeah. Nobody mentions Dave Gibbons. You know, yeah. it, it's con- yeah. it's a constant frustration. And you even see it on comic book 
news websites who should know better. Yeah. Uh, but I know you've gone out of your way to give uh, Pere so much credit. This is so collaborative. He is the storyteller of this as much as you are. Oh, right? absolutely. Absolutely. Um, in some, some, so in 13 and in uh, one coming up, it's like we we go 100% marble style. Like I write out the outline and it'll be like a page by page outline, but I also give him a lot of freedom of, okay, here's what we could do here. Here's what you do. And he, because he's going to come up with a better fight scene than I could imagine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then my trick is to make sure it all makes sense. And then it's smart assed and terrible and heart ripping. Um, I give him all the emotional beats. I like, I set out where we need, like, here's where we are. Here's where we need to get to. Um, no, it's, it's a, uh, it's a hundred percent collaboration. I always, and I do it. Like, I try to make sure that, uh, the whole team gets credit for what they're doing. Like, obviously Frankie and Travis are just as important, um, Lindsay and Nick, uh, and for them, uh, Jake and Kath- Jake Thomas and Kathleen Weisneski, like our editorial team is great. Um, but that's why I love writing comics mm-hmm. is I like the collaborative nature. I like brainstorming this stuff out. Like to me, writing comics has always been about the problem solving. And that's why I know a lot of writers and creators hate crossovers but that's the reason why i i like them mm-hmm. is because i get to come up with a way to make it work for our story and that's that's the stuff that i get excited about writing comics is because it's it's not done in a vacuum like if you only want to tell your own story write prose right. um or learn how to draw um and obviously there's tons of like pet is a great writer uh, on his own individual work in his own right. Um, but we bring out the best in each other, I think. And I feel like I, I, I know for a hundred, a hundred percent, he's, he's made me stretch my writing. And I think I've somewhat given him an opportunity to stretch, like just to go nuts with the artwork because I'm just like, what do you want? I mean, anytime I start working with an artist uh, that I haven't worked with before, I send them a questionnaire mm-hmm. <laughs> of what do, you, what do you like drawing? What do you want to draw? What's something you've never gotten a chance to draw, but really want to? Uh, what stuff you hate? What, what do you absolutely not want to draw? Um, is there, you know, like, what can I do to give you something you're excited about drawing? Like, that's my job is to make them happy. (laughs) Well, if they're having fun, if you're having fun writing it, they're having fun drawing it, it shows in the work, right? If you're, if you're, you have a passion for it, a love for it, it comes through in the work and then the, you know, the work's better for it. It's, it's really like trying to catch lightning in a bottle. Oh, it is. It absolutely is. It's like, we're not going to hit it every time, but I, I do feel like the entire team crazy goat, uh, has just, I feel like every single issue we've just gotten better and better. Like all of us, like, I, I, I feel like, I mean, we started out strong. Like I loved Pede's art from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, what he and Frankie and Travis are doing now, I feel like, holy shit, like, this is awesome. Like, this is great. Um, I am so happy to be a part of it. Like I, 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 I feel like we're all really lucky and uh, Peta and I will both get like all misty eyed at each other at times. I'm just like, I love you. You're so good. He's like, no, I love you. Like, yeah, you know, just, it's, it's great having that collaboration. Like that's, that's what comics is supposed to be. Exactly. It's, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it, it's lightning in a bottle, but it's, it can't be done in a vacuum. Like it's, that's what, comics is it's working with someone else so you all just get to create something amazing like how how could that not be fun (laughs) yeah and it 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 goes to something else i talk about a lot which is the power of the medium you you guys couldn't do do the story in this way in any other in any other medium it just it works best in comics 
Now, not, hey. not to put you on the spot here, but like no end in sight. You keep going. Like you've got tons more stories for Jessica. Uh, it's a, I, we will always have lots of stuff uh, there. We're just going to we're going to keep uh, we're going to keep spider womaning as long as they let us keep spider womaning. And I basically said that from issue one. Um, I'm really, really happy with what we've been doing with it. And. I think people are going to be very excited for like the next couple issues are uh, they're exciting. <laughs> and like, yeah, if you, if you thought uh, the big reveal with Veronki was fun, I think, uh, I think everyone's going to really, really love what we've got coming up. And obviously uh, because the solicits are out uh, coming soon, the anti-Iraq nine, wow. uh, which is uh it's something. It's something I came up with because I came up with the idea, the name anti-arachnine and it made me laugh. And so then I wrote uh, two issues about it <laughs> and it is something. And, can't, wait. can't wait to oh, find out. It, it, it's, 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 it's it, in a series that has been only described as bonkers. Uh, I can't say it is the most bonkers thing that we have done so far. Oh, now, yeah, you definitely have my, my curiosity. Uh, now, I know I wasn't the only one that went crazy when Veronki showed up. How was the reaction, like, on social media and whatnot? Uh, there were a lot of, ah, <laughs> and holy shit, you mad woman. Uh, so, yeah, so that was fun. It's always nice to, uh, it's nice to get my uh, my little hee-hee-hees <laughs> um, to justify the Carla cackle. So that was definitely, that was a delight. Everyone just going, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah it's a, yeah, just we said it. So it turns out that, you know, when Norman Osborn shot Baranke in the head, turns out uh, Wilson Fisk was just quick to pull up quick and retrieve it. So <laughs> she'd just been chilling out in uh, Raven, Ravencroft for a while. Yeah, I mean, it, skulls are skulls are hard to kill. I mean, you shoot them in the head, they just yeah. shape change the bullet right out. Yeah, just shape it out. But yeah, so she's she's just been chilling, definitely not going insane, uh, locked up in a room for a really long time, <laughs> and now and now has just been let let loose upon Jessica Drew. <laughs> well, it's been it's been great talking to you, Carla. As we're winding down here, uh, I know you have some some other projects coming down the pipe. You want to mention uh, what else you have going on? uh gosh uh something hasn't been announced but that'll be cool um other thing i think is still coming that's not out yet uh there's other books yeah like (laughs) Uh, uh, dynamite right and then uh not currently no um Uh, no, I I, ha- I did the uh, the Betty Page uh, five parter for Dynamite a while back, and then I, but currently uh, we do have the Deadpool Black White and Blood, uh, on, like I think they made like a nice fancy uh, edition of it. Yeah. So I I do have a a story in that uh, which is about as Carla as you get because yes helicopter explosions, um, and I I had a lot of fun with that. Uh, just recently uh, finished up the Carnage Venom Infinite comic for Marvel Unlimited. And I think I can say there's something coming in the future for Marvel Unlimited that I'm involved with that is not something I've written before. And I mm. think people will quite enjoy it because um, I'm enjoying it. Uh, the, these were characters where when I was asked about writing them, I was like, why'd they want me to do that? And then I, I realized like, Oh, cause they're all assholes. It's like, gotcha. So that is a, uh, that's again, I, I'm, I'm being as vague as I can be, but it's, it's a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, I, but yeah, keep, keep paying attention to the Carla Pacheco on Twitter because that is where I announce whenever I have something coming up, but mostly I just torture people with puns that are even more excruciating than all the heart rippies I put Jessica Drew through. I'll put a link to uh, to Carlos' Twitter in the show notes, everybody, if you're having trouble uh, finding it. Uh, for the Marvel Unlimited stuff, it, you know, it's a different format, d- digital first. Is it is it different writing for d- digital first as opposed to writing it's, for the print? Well, so uh, so the infinite uh, the infinite comics are. It's so instead of 
writing for the page turn, you're writing for scrolling down. Mm-hmm. And I'm like super, I'm, I've always been page turn obsessive. Like, like you were talking about, the medium is unique. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things I love about comics is writing specifically for the medium because mm-hmm. you know how people are going to be looking at the book. I always want to have that little moment that makes you want to turn the page. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, what what just happened? Oh, oh what's going on? Um, that's that's one of the things that I think is just so special about comics and why it's not just you know a book with pictures or a movie that hasn't been filmed yet. It's it's comics. That's that's what you write for. And so for the infinite comics, it is infinite, infinite canvas. It's you're scrolling down because it's optimized for reading it on your phone or your tablet. Mm-hmm. And so those with the Carnage Venom books, I was specifically trying to take advantage of that. So as you scroll down, and especially with Carnage and Venom, it was fun because I was just like, okay, you're scrolling down so you see what's happening, but you also can scroll back up and see like, oh, like the symbiote is shooting back up this way and being pulled down. And so I definitely tried to pay attention to all the all the possibilities of the format for that. Because I, I think it's, A, I think it's important just to write for the format and B, like, that's the fun part is taking advantage of all the possibilities. Yeah, that's, uh, that's fantastic. And it, and it gives you a chance to to work with other uh, artists. I mean, I know obviously you and Pede have a fantastic relationship, but <laughs> as a writer, you know, it, it's often you have a, the opportunity to maybe write more than one book a month and, you know, an artist, art, art just takes longer. That's just a. Oh, no, no. It's, well, except for Pede being such a beast, I'm usually trying to catch up. Like, oh, wow. I'm desperately tightly. Like, <laughs> ah, slow. Like I, I have literally said, draw slower. He's like, <laughs> he's like, write faster. It's like, I can't. This is as best as my brain does. Hey, hey, these jokes don't write themselves, man. I know. It's like, dude, I gotta, yeah. It's like, just, okay, just draw a fight. I'll figure it out later. (laughs) I'll make up, I'll make up some science to explain it. That's, that's my big thing. I just make up science. (laughs) The very, very uh, classically Marvel comics of you. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, again, Carla, it was so great chatting with you. Thanks for, th- yeah. Thanks for having me on. You guys have always been like so enthusiastic about the book. And I, I definitely really appreciate how uh, you're, how enthusiastic you've been about the book from the beginning. And just, I think every, every issue you, you've definitely talked about, like, enjoying it and that's definitely been fun and important for us so i, I do appreciate it yeah it's it, it's our pleasure and it, i mean honestly the book is just it's such a joy I, it's like okay if you love comics you will love this book you just want to get as many people reading it as as possible so uh any last thing that you want to let our listeners know as we're finishing up here mm, keep reading it uh, preferably buying it but it is also also uh all the spider woman's like gosh not sure how far we're up to uh like if you haven't been reading spider woman it's also available on marvel unlimited so that's just monthly subscription you can get some pretty deep cuts and get all caught up on spider woman if you haven't been reading it already yeah fantastic advice so uh to you listeners we really appreciate your support and for joining us as always don't forget there's a link to carla's uh twitter handle in the show notes so go make sure you give her a follow so you know when new projects are coming up and you can yell at her uh for her uh gut punches uh, yeah yeah yell at the yell at me for the gut punches the puns uh the heart rippies and the terrible terrible jokes yep fantastic so uh, again everybody thanks for joining us as always and we'll talk to you next time you can find the comic source podcast on spotify apple podcast stitcher google play or whichever podcasting app you prefer please tell all your friends about us subscribe and rate us The ratings really help with our visibility and our ability to reach new listeners, especially five-star reviews on Apple. Also be sure to visit us at lrmonline.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover all our other great pop culture content. If you want to email us, the email address is thecomicsourceblog at gmail.com, or you can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash thecomicsource. 
Do a search for The Comic Source on Facebook and Instagram to follow us on those social platforms. All three spots are great places to find out when we release new episodes as well as follow all our convention coverage. So once again, we want to thank everyone for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.